0: You know, you can't build your website and run your run your business and run yep. your social media and manage your team and pick up your son at the same time. <laughs> Thank and you. It's imp it, <laughs> right.
1: Hello and welcome to Level Up with Dwayne Pierce. My dream is to improve the residential building industry for all involved. Throughout this podcast, we're going to be chatting to all types of industry experts to make sure that builders, tradies and clients all have a fantastic experience. G'day, guys welcome back to another episode of level up uh, with me Dwayne Pierce we're very privileged today we've um, we've actually here with Donna Guyler. so Donna um, runs Donna Goler design um, she's an interior designer from the Gold Coast uh, welcome Donna thanks so much Thank for coming you. up and having Thank a chat you, so um, let's get straight into it so um, how did like what's your where's your passion for design come from and and I guess what got you into the industry like tell us a little bit about your background how you grew up
0: well um I'm actually Gold Coast born and bred yeah um there's not many of us left there yeah, you have, you've seen a lot um, of
1: changes over the years then yes down there.
0: absolutely yes the Gold Coast is definitely not what it was when I was growing up when I was growing up it was very much um just a young surfy town um you know we never wore shoes we in our swimmers my yep. dad was in the surf club yep. um it was yeah just like a you know a small sort of surfy town
1: as, de- as design something you've mm. always been into or how did you, did you stumble into uh, it like oh uh,
0: you know it's funny like um I I was a late bloomer, I guess, in terms of um, my design career. So straight out of school, uh, my, well, my parents wanted me to do uh, veterinarian science, um, which... I was not into, um, but I got some really strong science marks in school. Yeah. So um, they pushed me towards that. So, you know, I I wouldn't have studied design straight out of high school. Um, so, you know, I, I finished school and went overseas and worked for a bit and then decided, you know, to study much later on in life, which yeah. has really worked out um, you know, really well for me because, you know, obviously I was studying when I was a mature age, so I was, you know, a lot more committed yeah. um, to my studies than I would have been uh, in my twenties. <laughs> um, so, yeah. and and obviously I knew that's that's what I wanted to do. So, yeah, um, yeah very passionate about design, um, and you know, the 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 longer I practice as a designer and you know the more i sort of grow you know my studio uh, the more passionate i am about um all facets of design you know which you know design runs much deeper than just you know creating homes that look great
1: Uh, i we we do a process in our business um called the pack process so um, pay as a consultant so um, okay. we basically mm-hmm. people, my, our clients pay us to be one of the consultants. So we help coordinate all the design, engineer, certification, all that sort of stuff. And, okay. um, mm-hmm. for me, so we've been doing that for four or five years now and we're constantly evolving improving it and, and making it better. And, um, like I'm, I'm all about, we build people's homes. We don't mm. just build houses, mm. but, um, now that we're involved so much, so I basically go to all the design meetings now, um, takes out all the. Um, tricky situations where we used to get to site and something had been discussed with the designer or architect, mm. it hadn't been flowed through to the drawings, mm. it would come up on site like, oh, why, why isn't that there or why is that not there mm-hmm. and I'd know nothing about it. Mm. But the big thing for me, I, I believe it's made me a far better builder going to all the design meetings because mm. I, I've learned so much about design mm-hmm. but the biggest thing I've learned is design changes your life like anybody can live in a box but not many people live in a home yeah. and when you get design right and obviously there's the design of the entire building but like with your interior design like the layout the finishes like if you if you feel comfortable in your home mm. um you're in your element like mm. you don't want to leave you want to yeah. you want friends over you want to entertain mm. you you wake up feeling happy if, mm. if you live in a House that's very poorly orientated, design laid out. It there's lots of dark spaces. Mm. Like you mope around, mm. you you want to stay in bed all day. Mm. <laughs> like mm. It's it's crazy. So mm-hmm. um, I checked out your, your website. It's fantastic. Like, Thank you. Very good job on that. And um, it shows in your website. Like you, you're you. really passionate about. Just by looking mm. at your website, I can tell you're passionate mm. what you do. Mm. Mm. So um,
0: it, you know, it, it, it's a good point that you raise because I think you know. I think part of, of good design is creating, um, you know, an, an outcome that appears seamless, you know, where form meets function and, you know, there is correct proportion and scale and, you know, balance and harmony, yeah. you know, so the outcome appears very seamless but the impact of that on you and, you know, on, on, on people, people's lives and the way that they, you know, um, the way that they live in their home, the way they interact with one another, yeah. you know, I think, sometimes that the the impact of interior design goes unnoticed because the yeah. idea is that it is seamless. But yeah. there's so you know, good design is is just the combination of, of all of those elements coming together to, you know, evoke an emotion or yeah. a feeling of yeah. calm or um you know, productivity or energy or connection or, you know, solitude, whatever it might be, you know, that's really about certainly for us when we we work with our clients, um, you know, it's not about, you know, that that initial conversation where we're determining the brief with our clients is not about what colour do you like or, (laughs) you know, do you want engineered stone or do you want marble? You know, it's about, okay, you know, tell us about, about you you know how many people live here is it mom is it dad is it young kids you know adult kids do you like to entertain don't you like to entertain you know do you have guests don't you 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 know it's really about yes yes
1: amazing and and we've lived in a house like you you move into a house and you've got nowhere to put anything yeah and these days Mm. like everyone's into camping paddle boarding all this Mm. stuff and they move into a house, and then you'll see their cars are on the street, and their garage yes. is just full of crap. Yes, um, because no yes. one's asked the question.
0: Yes, or or I think, um, or I think likewise. You know, people just maybe they're moving into their homes, and and they're not even they're not not even registering. You know that how design can play a part in that. You know, even yeah. sometimes with with our clients, you know, particularly at, you know, on the completion of projects, where you know, if we've got a, a client whose home is lacking storage, and they've got a lot of stuff. You know, at the end, you know, they're often like, wow, like, or even when we're asking them, what have you got? It's Where'd like, why it do you off? want to know about that, Donald? You wait, because <laughs> there'll be a place for, for everything. Yeah. Um, And even that is life-changing, right? When people yeah. have a lot of stuff, but they can put that stuff away and they can access it, you know, oh, as they need to. Makes that can be life-changing. Yeah, well, clutter makes
1: you feel horrible. Like, mm. you, If you're looking at crap just shoved in corners mm. and, yeah. Mm. So it, I
0: think it's good for, yeah, sometimes people, you know, I think maybe just adapt to their environment, you know, yeah. not. not not realizing that you know, good design and you know, custom joinery and custom designed storage, you know, yeah, um, yeah definitely units can can yeah really change, change the way they live.
1: Hey guys, just a quick breather. I bang on about Live Life Build all the time in this podcast because I'm incredibly proud of what Amelia and I have created. You see, Live Life Build is a group of like-minded builders that are all striving to achieve successful, sustainable and profitable building businesses. And we do this in ways that no one else in our industry, no other mentors, coaches, industry bodies are doing. And the reason we're able to do this is because we focus on so many areas of not just your business, but your life. Because Live Life Build has grown substantially and we have a huge group of builders now, we've been able to bring other experts into the business and we now cover everything from mindset, leadership, culture, breathwork and exercise, mental health and well-being, all your taxes, knowing your numbers and your overheads so that you can be profitable and so much more. We do multiple Zoom calls a month, we have an online course portal. We have a systems library worth over half a million dollars. We have everything you need to be able to have not just the business you want to have, but the lifestyle and the freedom that you deserve from running a building business. And one thing that we get feedback from everybody about is we are down to earth. We are real people in the trenches doing the things that you know you want to be able to do yourself. So guys, check out Live Like Build Now. Go to our website. Check us out on our socials and join an incredible community of like-minded builders that are all striving to achieve the same things as you are. And it, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it now. And like, well, yeah, we're, uh, we're not too far off um, doing a big reno in our own home. But one thing, mm. like I've definitely, I've probably um, played part in this. Like I think design, interior design's overlooked on a lot of jobs. Mm. Um, and I don't know why. Like maybe there's this thing where there's too many cooks, and mm. people feel like they're stepping on toes and things. Mm. Like we have been involved in some really high-end jobs over the years where um, there was a lot of conflict between the architect and designer and the interior mm. designer, and, mm. and just and for, it made it very hard for us as a builder trying to pull it all together. But mm. um, like the other the other thing that I think plays a big part is like generally the interior side of it. So all the finishes. Um, is allowances like, because once a, once a design is chosen and people have, have fallen in love with the the, the the outside, the facade, the structure, mm. the size, mm. it is what it is. Yeah. And then nine times out of ten, that stretches the budget so it only leaves you this little bit to try and finish everything off and um, mm. like I'm really passionate now about I'm trying to push for smaller homes mm. but better finished homes. Yeah. Like you don't like – I don't know, I don't, call, I don't think I'm a greenie but um, like the building industry contributes so much waste um, to the environment and we, mm. like, <clears throat> like if you look at the, you talk about the volume, the project type builders, like they're building houses that are only designed with like a 20 to 30 year lifespan and mm. all those types of things so... Like building smaller homes and then coming to people like yourself and finishing it off well and mm. like it, I just think it adds so much value and mm. it gets overlooked, doesn't it? Mm.
0: Yes, it it, it does, um, and you know I think we. We, I guess, we have a process too, you know, as a design studio. So, um, and and you know, we we work with um, all sized budgets. You know, we we work with clients on, you know, a two hundred thousand dollar renovation. We work with clients uh, on a two million dollar renovation. So, um, we work across all budgets, um, but we we have a process, and and yeah. our process doesn't change regardless yeah. of whether we're working with a two hundred thousand dollar budget. Yeah. Or a two million dollar budget. So, yeah. and generally, what happens is clients will contact us because they're renovating, and you know they've seen our website. Um, probably nine times out of ten, they're not quite sure if they need a designer, yeah.
1: um,
0: but they come to us. So we explain to them what what we do. They engage us. We design the home. We produce the conceptual drawings. We produce the the specification. And then it goes to the building team to be quoted. Yeah. So um, and we're trying to, to to change the way that rolls out because you know ultimately the the flow-on effect of that is now the building team has a complete package to be able to yep. accurately quote yep. from. Yep. Uh, Documents and are
1: everything. Everything, like, yes. I can't believe... and,
0: but then it just rolls yeah. out seamlessly, yeah. you know. So I mean there's a lot of time in that conceptual design stage, but when it gets to the building work stage, you know, it's and I mean, you know, things crop up on site always, yeah. but you know, the majority of of um, the work, you know, the renovation works are captured in the in the yeah. drawings and the specifications. So it's really yeah. It, it, so you,
1: you understand the client's expectations so you mm-hmm. put that on documents. Mm-hmm. The client then knows what a, they're getting and their budget the and build, their budget and their budget. Yes. The, the builder yes. knows what he's doing, yes. and it's a smooth process. Like, yes. yes. And I'm, look, I'm definitely um I contributed to this for a long time as well. Like I. I didn't understand the value mm. in documents and mm. when I started getting to a point in my business where we were getting involved and I started learning what designers and architects and those sorts of things were charging, mm. um, like for a long time, I was like, man, like what, mm. what? Like, far out, like I only make this much <laughs> on building the job and you're getting that much for, <laughs> for drawing it but I've completely changed my tune on that mm. and um, mm. now I actually, like I, I help push our clients because mm. I just, I believe documents are everything. Um, it makes my life so much easier. Mm. I know what I'm doing. Mm. The client knows what they're getting. Mm. But um, I, I now, my, like my tune now is like the more money you spend up front, mm. the, the more successful your project will be, mm. the better yes. quality your project will be, yes. the smoother it will run, yes. less stressful. Yes. Like, and,
0: and, and you know, you... you and I guess, you know, there has to be um, obviously a, a comfortable budget and clients who are willing to invest in that process because yep. consultants' fees are high. They yep. are high at the end of yep. the day. Um but so you get what you pay for. You do. You, yep. you Absolutely, you get what you pay for. But yep. I think, you know, f- for us over time, um, we so we have uh, licensed builders that we have formed relationships with. So we're completely financial financially independent of one another, but we've formed yep. relationships with them. So yep. they know what we expect. We know that they produce quality work. And so when we have the opportunity to work, to connect our clients with those builders and we work with those builders yep. on our projects, the outcome is... Incredible, yeah. because now you have the input of a designer, uh, the input of a licensed builder, an experienced license license builder, and we have a relationship already. Yeah. Um, the relationship, sorry, the outcome is just it's a so huge. it's a collaboration and, and, yeah and and it's the client wins in yeah. that situation and yeah. because likewise you know we've had situations where our clients have said no we don't need you to uh, connect us with a builder we have our own builder <laughs> yeah. and you know inevitably we, we run into to issues you know yeah. um we we always try to foster a relationship with with any licensed builder that we're working with because we see the benefit in partnerships and yeah. we also see that there is this um, you know, existing animosity between the two disciplines. Yeah. Um, but we've also seen the benefit of just deleting that animosity yeah. and working together. Yeah. So we do try to foster those so many relationships. Builders, but...
1: I think um, like so many builders miss an opportunity. Mm. Like they mm. they get clients and I, I did this for a long time. Like you the clients come to the builder and say, Hey, we we want to do this, whatever. Do you do you know any interior designers? Mm. Do you know any architects? Mm. And no one's of our will Say, oh no, I don't. Like, won't get your plans and then come back to me.
0: Yeah. And they've or, or, missed or an. In- perhaps you know you, you don't need an interior designer, or yeah. you know sometimes. And they, some. they've
1: missed a really good opportunity mm. to to build a collaborative mm. approach and deliver the client the best outcome. And mm. instead, the client goes off, gets all their drawings done, falls in love with it. There's been no input on cost, or someone might not have done a site investigation to look mm. at the existing house mm. and all those types of things, mm. and. Mm. And from my experience, all that does is just lead to variations mm. and the timelines that blow out and mm. miscommunication because mm. someone expected this but they got mm. that. And yes, it's, yes, it's a real nightmare. It, it,
0: it is, and and you know, documentation is important, no two ways mm. about it. Um, and certainly, you know, that that is part of engaging us as we produce the documentation. Yeah. But you know things come up on site you know yeah. and and especially on renovations especially on yeah. renovations particularly with cabinetry and joinery you know we can draw it to the nth degree which we do yeah. but the cabinet maker will interpret those drawings in a particular way and that might be different to the way the builder's is interpreting yeah. those those drawings yeah. so if the builder and the cabinet maker are on, are on site trying to um, interpret our drawings, and we're not there to be able to talk that through. There's no guarantee that we can give to our clients that you know what we've drawn is absolutely yeah. going to be what what they're going to get. So I think therein lies the the benefit of relationships between yeah. trades and and designers and architects and building designers and whoever the consultants are that are engaged on that project to work to work together through the execution of the building works as well, yeah. right through to, to the end. Because you know sometimes. Um, I know when we work with our builders, our trusted builders, you know, they know what what we do and the outcomes that we like to create. So, you know, they'll say to us sometimes, you know, like, Donna, have you thought about this? Yeah. You know, yeah. and when you've
1: got that relationship, like, you don't, yes. and I'm sure when you've got that relationship, you don't mind if they're calling no. you up and say, hey, do you just, can we just check on yes. this?
0: Yes, or yeah. we've put this in, Donna, and we're not quite sure. Can you come yeah. down? I'll come down. And, and they'll say, you know, how about what if we did it this way? What do you think? And yeah. we'll, we'll go, Great. That's amazing. um,
1: Like so much of our industry I I believe is is led by the more volume guys. Like people Mm. like a lot of people when Mm. they're first starting out, like they'll their first point of call will be to go to a display village or something and walk through Mm. a dozen houses and see different finishes and get ideas and Mm. um, it quite often can start them on a bad path Mm. because those types of builders, like it's all set. Like you pick something on a piece of paper, you pay your money, and that's what you get. Mm. But there's an enormous difference between that and going to someone like yourself or me, where every, everything's one off. Like mm. I've never built the same thing twice no, in 26 that's right. years. Yes. I've never done the same thing twice.
0: Yes, because it's it's custom, yeah. and and I think that's another a great thing to come out of you know builder designer builder architect relationship is now you know you guys as the builders are are exposed to some really great design ideas that the yeah. architect or the designer is bringing to the table. But, you know, likewise, you know, we we have to ensure all the best designers and the best architects know that whatever they're drawing, whatever they're designing can actually be built and manufactured yeah. and, and come yeah. to fruition. But, you know, in some cases, you know, well, that's where it's really important for the builder to provide input as well because – we are designers, we're not builders. Yeah. Likewise, builders yeah. are not designers, yeah. you know? So we don't tell you guys how to waterproof a bathroom, you know what I mean? But and, <laughs> and, and you guys can't tell us how to design things. Yeah, that's that's very true. I don't watch it. Yeah, yeah, I don't don't watch yeah. that. That's yeah, one yeah. W- the advice for any renovator is not to watch that oh, show. I can't, yeah, it's I, ridiculous. I can't stand it. But you know, I think there's um, There's so much benefit um, on on both sides of the fence to really solidify those relationships and and, and come together. And that's how it should be. Uh, It it should be. But I I think sadly, it's it's, like learn and
1: grow from each other. Mm. um, Yeah. Like, I, I, uh, Amelia, one of my um, business partners, I I stole it from her, but like her mantra (laughs) is the the project is king. Mm. Like, and uh, Mm. since I've adopted Mm. that, it's, so whether it's myself, whatever designer or architect's involved, the engineer, like we all need to be working towards mm. the end goal which mm. is making sure we deliver the client the absolute best we can for mm. what they're wanting to spend. Mm. And when you um, have a team that is all on that same page, like mm. the finished products are just, like we said before, like they're, they're homes. Like so many yeah. people, everyone lives in a house. I believe there's not many people live in a home. Mm. Like mm. the home is... Yeah, like, like it's so powerful. Mm. Like when you get it right, mm. so. it is.
0: It is. But I think also for you know for us as working professionals, you know we we chose to get into our disciplines and in our yeah. industry for a reason because we're passionate about building, we're passionate about materials, we're, we're passionate about design. So yeah. I think especially particularly for for me and for my team in uh, in my studio, you know I'm very much about us getting satisfaction from that job as well, you know, because we're designers for for a reason. And if we're designing a home that we love with a team that we have a strong relationship with, with a client who trusts us implicitly, you know, there's only one way that project can go despite, you know, things that are going to come up on site, um, you know, which they, they always do, you know, you, you can throw any roadblock at a solid team and as long as everybody's yep. happy and passionate and driven and motivated, you can get, get past yeah. that. So you, obviously,
1: I think it, like, you obviously do that really well because you, the testimonials on your website are just like <laughs> every single one of them is like Donna just nailed it like <laughs> it was perfect. So um, Yeah, there's,
0: there is a lot of blood, sweat and tears behind that beautiful imagery <laughs> as, I, as I said to you, some long nights, some yeah. early mornings in so the So us,
1: tell us a little bit about your team. So mm-hmm. obviously, is it, it sounds like there's more than just yourself.
0: Uh, yes, yes, uh, yes. It was, so we're only a small team. Uh, so there's um, I have two senior designers on the team so and myself so we sort of make up the design team Uh, and then I have uh, a small procurement team finance and procurement team and then we have Jess who provides um, you know sort of administrative support to us um, as a team.
1: So that's well that's yeah that's a big business so how Mm. tell us like your experience like you got into it for the design Mm. and then obviously it's grown into the business it is now Mm, like mm. is there some struggles or issues you had like taking that step to be in business (laughs) yes
0: yes, of course (laughs) yes absolutely um so I started uh so when I graduated I I landed some work experience with a cabinet maker and uh it's that is really it's funny when I look (laughs) back it's really shaped really shaped my career so because interior design um you know interior design encompasses a lot and you know it's I think that the lines get blurred sometimes really about what interior design is because you know there's interior designers there's interior decorators there's interior stylists there's building designers you know and and they're all different disciplines that have their own place within the industry um but you know interior design uh qualified interior designers uh are obviously all about you know floor plans and custom joinery and cabinetry and you know all the the pretty stuff comes at the end um Sorry, to, so I, don't,
1: don't take this the wrong way. Sorry to butt in, but um, do you get do you? Oh, it pisses me off, so I'm sure it'll piss you <laughs> off. But do, do do you do you get pissed when people just think interior designs are pillow fluffers?
0: Um, it's a good question. I used to, Dwayne. I used yeah. to. Um, but I think I used to because I was probably it was probably driven by insecurity. You know, yeah. um, it doesn't worry me now. I think I have more of, of an awareness around. Why you know we have to educate people? Yeah, I love it. Um, I love it that you said that. Yes, on the on the because that you know they are strong disciplines and they all exist. Um, yeah you know, within the industry. And, and, you know, even for us, you know, we are designers. So we, we take on renovation projects, you know, medium to large scale renovation projects where we are redesigning the floor plan and extending and building up and building out. And, you know, that's the meaty side of interior design that we love. We, we do get a lot of – and then we furnish and style at the end. But we do get a lot of inquiries for, you know, will you style my home? That's not – we don't offer that service because yeah. interior stylists offer that. Yeah. Or will you decorate my living room? We don't offer that service because that – you know, you engage an interior decorator for that. So
1: not, it, I've never heard someone differentiate mm, them before. Mm. Like, I, every, like I actually know – there's a lot of people that call themselves interior designers but they're actually stylists.
0: Mm. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's, we have no governing body. Yeah. Um you know like there is um for architects um you know and, and builders we, we have no governing body or association um that determines you know what qualifications are required in order to practice you yeah. know under yeah. the qualification of an interior designer or, or whatever <laughs> anyway yeah. um we digress so, Sorry. so back, yeah back to uh back to, business. <laughs> yeah, back to business so i landed some work experience with the cabinet maker um and they literally shoved me downstairs in the drawing room with all the blokes yeah um and so i, I I was CAD trained uh, and then I, yeah, so I was down there and I really honed my drawing skills and I learnt how things were made um, yeah. because it was attached to the factory uh, and we would produce the, the drawings in um CAD-based software and then they would go through to the software that would, you know, send it out to the machinery. So I learned, you know, all about the machinery and, and just how things were made. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the design geek in me was excited by that. So I yeah. um, worked there for a few months and then um, I, I left there and then I contracted to some other, um, you know, designers, stylists, decorators and I did, you know, the, the um, decorating side of yeah. things wasn't really floating my boat, so I landed back with another cabinet maker and um, they I was their lead interior designer for their residential uh, division and they were closing that residential division out. So I would have lost my job. Um, I resigned. I called the clients uh, that I was working with at the time to let them know that I was leaving and they said, well, where, where are you going? Um, and then the next thing, you know, I had a business.
1: <laughs> so you weren't going anywhere. You're, you're going to work for yourself.
0: Well, I mean I unexpectedly yeah unexpectedly because I'm definitely not um I'm not a dive in head first kind of person that's my husband so you know he he was pushing me for a long time to you know you've got to do this yourself but I I was plagued by fear I I literally had to be forced by those clients who I was servicing you know um, working for the cabinet maker um to say we still want to work with you Donna so you need to continue what you're doing with us you just need to Let us know. We're just going to follow you until you can make it happen. Um, (laughs) That I had had a business, so I got an IKEA desk in the third bedroom of my house, and um, I had my um, laptop. So, how how long ago
1: is this? What are we talking?
0: That were well, this is my sixth year now. um, So, you've, you've done
1: really well. Yeah, that's, that's
0: awesome. Yeah, yeah, we, we've we've grown pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yes, it, it's definitely come with you know some epic wins, some epic fails. Yeah. Tell um, us some of the
1: fails and the wins.
0: Um, oh gosh. Um, well, lots of on site fails.
1: <laughs> you know, yep.
0: as, as you know, you we're, you're learning, you know, how things are done and how things are executed. Yep. And um and, and you know, also I think in, in the early days, you know, how how to deal with trades. And yep. um, you know, I I actually came from a corporate background. So before I had a complete career change into design, I, I worked on the corporate sector for lawyers and um Oh, so, you know, you're all very... over,
1: so, you're like contracts and that sort of thing? Yes,
0: like... yes. I think it's it certainly helped me uh, in terms of establishing and running the administrative side of my business and and yeah. managing my time perhaps yeah. and, and, you know, managing the team. You know, my corporate background has definitely, um, you know, contributed to probably the, the success of that. But I think I came into this industry, which is chalk and cheese, right, yeah. with a corporate attitude. So, you know, I, I would go on site and 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 try to to be forceful to to the trades to get things done. So, one, I really had no clue. You know, I was fresh fresh out of, you know, I I was a textbook designer, you know, but it's very different when you get on (laughs) site. So I tried this forceful approach and, of course, that doesn't work, you know. So then I... Pulled back, and then I was probably too meek, and I was getting railroaded. Um, and ended up in tears, you know, at the end of the day off the job site, and um, so I really had to, you know, really had to find find a place there because there's a way to deal with trades, right? Yeah, but
1: that, that's, <laughs> a, that's a done. great story. Like coming, um, like that's that's chalk and cheese. Mm. Like to mm. think that you started down the corporate. Mm. Mm. Um, legal type mm. road and then ended up where you are. Oh, the that, job site, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a credit yeah. to, to
1: you yeah. that and and to be from there to where you are in six mm. years, like that, mm. that's pretty unreal. Mm. Um mm. Thank like you. what what about the like the actual business side of it, like mm-hmm. understanding what you should have been charging and having employees mm. and all that type of stuff. Mm. Like did were you taught any of that when you in any of your no background?
0: No. No, absolutely not. They don't teach you um how to run a business no they teach you how to draw and design and put a color palette together um you don't learn how how to run a business and like who who really knows when you're starting out I think very early on I had a mentor um and it was literally a designer who I'm still like very good friends with so I web stalked her in a weird way um for a long time and then I reached out to her to see if I could do some work experience with her and she said no (laughs) um so I um said look can I just keep in contact with you and so I forged a friendship with her she was an experienced designer so um that was, and I just went to lots of networking events and functions and things just to try to meet other designers to, you know, really try to, to pick their brains on things because you, you no, oh, that, you, you don't, yeah. you don't learn those, those things. And
1: that to uh, me is un, like amazing that you did that. <laughs> like I wish I had done that when I was it's starting. Scary. And um, like it, it's incredible because I don't think it's just our industry. Like most industries. Mm. Like you're taught to be a chef, you're taught to be a, a lawyer, you're taught to be mm. a builder, or a designer, or whatever. But you're mm. not taught the, how to run a business. Like yeah. there should be so much more of it. Like there should be business mm. at school, mm. and then from that you can be whatever you want. Yes, um, yes. But the fact that you had the courage to put yourself out there and go networking and all that, like that—that's—that's that's unreal. Like that's oh, obviously I, the, helped you.
0: I was awkward as yeah. hell.
1: But it's, it's, um, <laughs> I didn't know what
0: I was doing. But yeah,
1: you've probably got some, still got some contacts now from those. Yeah things. And, yeah,
0: yeah. But I think you, 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 you know, I have a step, I did establish some really great contacts early on in the industry. Uh, and in the second year of my business, I engaged a business coach, um, which was also a turning point for me and, uh, in, in the studio. So I was just actually laughing with the girls, um, in the studio yesterday about, what I charged for the first full scale renovation that I took on, yeah. and we were having a laugh about it, and um, to where you know to where we are now, and and our pricing structure now. Yeah. Uh, but I I engaged a business coach in the second year of my business. I engaged her for three months, and there was a number of mo- modules that we ran through. A lot of them were. You know, finance and spreadsheet and strategy related, which I couldn't tell you anything about. <laughs> uh, it just didn't soak in at all. Yeah. But what really resonated for me and what was a game changer for me was um, my pricing and and how to deliver that pricing. You know, with, with confidence. Yeah.
1: You got to sell your service, don't you? you yes, you but, not, but you with, co- with confidence. Yeah. Yes,
0: and I think it was about. It was more about believing. You know, she taught me to really look look hard and long at the product that I was producing yep. and did I believe in it and was I passionate about it and then put a value on it. Yeah. And she, we literally like we literally more than tripled my pricing during that those three months and – she said, "But now you have to deliver on that Donna. Yeah. so you have to get those numbers yeah. right and you have, and you have to sell them like with with confidence and that was really what like she was that was worth every cent oh, that, that is incredible <laughs> advice like for the
1: guys that are watching and listening like that is that was a massive thing for me mm. like um when I started like so for for a long time like we had a like i went from Uh, building up a really successful contract carpentry business like Mm -hmm. mid-twenties, 40-plus blokes working for me, like Mm -hmm. huge turnover Mm -hmm. and so I had a good reputation and then as soon as I got my builder's license, I just got flooded with work Mm -hmm. and so for the first four or five years, we had enormous turnover Mm -hmm. and I thought I was killing it, like Mm -hmm. I was buying boats and trucks and living the good life and never had any money in the bank, always Mm -hmm. chasing cash flow. Mm -hmm. And um, everyone, like I was, I was getting a bit of coaching, and I was speaking to my accountant, and they're like, "You got to charge more," and, mm. and I'm like, "I can't." Like, how can I charge more when the guy down the road's charging less? And I had that mentality for a long time, and 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 I think so many builders and trades are bad for it. Like, you you get yourself into a situation, probably um, designers as well, where you have to get the next job because the cash flows out. And so you, you're very close and then at the last minute you, you drop your price a bit to get the job but all you're doing is digging yourself a deeper hole mm. and that mindset change for me like exactly mm. what you just talked about and I think that will be really powerful for the guys listening. Mm. You you have to believe in what you're doing. Mm. You're, you have to believe like you've got your passion mm. and Shane, I, we were just talking about this yesterday. Um, you, Everyone knows that I'm a builder. Everyone will know that you're a designer mm. But what are you going to do for them? Mm. Like, what's your passion? What mm. separates you from the mm. rest? Like, mm. how? Like, I can call myself a renovation specialist or mm. a new home specialist, mm. but people are going to know that as soon as mm. they look at me. But mm. what? How do I do it differently? Mm. Like, do I deliver great projects? Do I look after my clients? Do, am I passionate? Do I understand mm. my contracts? Do mm. Do I have a reputation for delivering quality, or do I have a reputation for having unhappy clients? Like, um, so believing in yourself, believing in your and your team. Like, I. Oh, I'm all about teamwork Um, and like at the end of the day, I can't have a business without my team. So, once you get that in your head and it's not, it doesn't mean that I charge more than I should or that I'm an expensive builder or that you're an expensive designer. It means you're getting what you pay for Mm -hmm. and with us and yourself, people are going to get a great experience. They're going to get a pretty smooth running job Mm. if there is hassles we're going to look after it Mm. and then they're going to have a finished job they're not going to have a project that is constantly over schedule is constant variations is is not sleeping of a night because you're worried what the builder's going to come back with the next day Mm. (laughs) like there's just Mm. there's so many things that go wrong and um yeah getting like for me getting that in my mind that I could charge what I needed to charge I just had to believe in it
0: yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, the, the, the byproduct of that, which I felt immediately was, you know, you, you, you establish your product and, and I mean, you, you know, you, you have to have a good product mm. as well, like you say, because, you know, there's a million designers and there's a million builders. Yeah. so you, you definitely have to, you have to establish a, a product that's going to deliver that you can then believe in and, and, and sell confidently but I think you know, and then you you know we 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 put my prices up so you establish a price point, um, and then inevitably what's going to happen is the jobs are going to drop off because yep. you know you're used to running twenty projects at any one time at this rate, um, but now you only need one project or two projects yep. um, to match you know what those 20 projects were generating for you yeah. and um you know that that is a scary transition that yeah. area in between but when you get to that point and you land that first big job and then you know you sink everything into it because now you only have one pro- I mean yeah. I can't remember the time where I, I only have had one project but <laughs> you know when you're not when you're not managing a bazillion projects at yeah. once you know now you can really hone in and you have time to make decisions and then yeah. you know so you nail that project and then that great project leads to another project and so then, you know, the penny drops and and you realise you don't have to be running around chasing your tail, you know, it's about And uh, and under
1: like underperforming. That's right. Things get missed and dropped. Yeah, that's right.
0: That's right. So your client yeah. doesn't get a good experience. You don't enjoy that project because yeah. you can't give 150% um, yeah. because you're managing so many projects and stretching yourself so thin, um, which impacts creativity, productivity, you know. So I think you know that's really key in pricing too. You know, you, you have to establish... Yeah, what what it's it's definitely about the product that that you know that you're going to deliver and the value that you can add. But I think it's also about how you know what price structure will allow you to really give 150% to yeah. deliver that because then that delivers the most value for your clients. And so then they don't look back and think oh, gosh that designer was so expensive or you know that was yeah. real that but those variations blew out of control. They just see yeah. this uh, you know, incredible outcome, which yep. you know you're saying and we're saying. Those clients come back, come back to you. Yep. Then you know, yep. because they're not thinking about what it costs them; they're thinking about the value that that it's yeah, created. The service, so the so You product, have to allow yeah. yourself space to, to be able to, to generate that. And and, yep. and pricing yourself too low means you're taking on too many projects, and you can't, you know, you can't generate that. That. And value so many out. people
1: think because they have so much work, they're doing it right. They're yeah, just, the, the,
0: busy, the busy, um, the busy, the busy theory or whatever it is yeah it's a falsity um, I'm
1: really curious to what drove you so early in your business to get coaching because it took me a lot of people telling me uh, like this horrible roller coaster up and down and Mm. obviously getting to a really low point to think Mm. shit maybe I do need to um get some help like what, what was what, was, what made you do that?
0: Yeah. Well, I had no clue what I was doing. Um, <laughs> I had, you know, I had a studio. I was getting more and more inquiries um, and I had no clue, Dwayne. I yeah. had no clue. Like yeah. I was taking on too much work. I was undercharging. I was paying the clients the privilege of working with me, I'm sure, on some, <laughs> well, yeah. some projects. Yeah. Look back I've definitely now. done that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I had no clue and um, – so I think I, yeah, very quickly had, had I just had to recognise that because it was growing. I could feel that, you know, the steam was building yeah. and, and I also could feel that, you know, I was on to something, you know. Like I started yeah. off doing, you know, just kitchen renovations and just a bathroom renovation. Yeah. And, but, you know, when I was on site, you know, the clients would say, oh, well, you can do my kitchen or can you do my bathrooms and now can you furnish my dining room? And I was thinking, hang on a minute, like, you know, we – this could be whole homes, we could be renovating whole homes, we could be furnishing whole homes and and clients were – like we just need you to do it because we don't have time, you know. So I could feel this momentum building and I thought I I, I need – I have no clue yeah. I need to get this in check because if I can get it in check, I feel like it's going to be gonna a, a, a really good good thing. I could see that there was a hole in the market, particularly for people who were just busy and they want to renovate and they want to add value because they want to sell their home or they want to extend because they want more space or less space or whatever it is, but they don't have time to do it. And, yeah. and you know, a, a, as um, – the studio has grown, you know, now more so than ever. You know, our, our clients, obviously the scale of our projects are much larger, which is great, but, you know, and the demands are um, and the expectations of us are much higher, which is also great. Yep. We love to rise to the yep. challenge. But our clients definitely are, you know, much less involved in, in the projects now because everybody is so, so busy. Yeah. So yeah. I think it just getting a business coach, it, it just helped me to, sort out my pricing, you know, establish my position in the market, work out who it is that, you know, or or what it is that I wanted my brand to be. Um, And that was everything down to, you know, color palette, you know, um, even you know just I guess the you know the the feel and and um, you know the emotion behind my my brand as well you yep. know like on social media you know I knew that I, we just wanted to keep it very real oh it's fantastic
1: um, your, your Instagram your website it, it is all oh, thank you awesome but thank you yeah I'm just blown away that you at, at that early in your business you had the insight mm. to do that because um, so many people like I'd I, did it for a long time, but so many businesses just keep struggling along. Mm. And I don't know, maybe think that they can't afford it or like think that it's a con or something. But um,
0: because it, like, I, I guess it is, it, it does require an investment, right? So, yeah. and chances are, if you're thinking that you might need a coach, you're probably in a position not in a, in a strong financial position, yeah. you know, in your business. Because and you're, and you're you've probably been, not
1: owning the fact that you are not doing yes, things correctly. Which is a,
0: which is a huge part of it, yeah. you know, because chances are that business coach is going to come in like Marilyn did for me and go, <laughs> oh, my Lord, like what is happening here, you know, like this is just so bad.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so you definitely have to own it. But it yeah. is an investment. Like I was a, a startup essentially, you yeah. know. Um, was time, I, did I,
1: you worry about time? Like so many tradies and builders I talk to, the the first thing they say when like they'll, they'll come to you for advice mm. and you'll give them the advice and the first words out of their mouth is I don't have time for that.
0: Ah, okay. Like, but you have to make you've you got have to make to make, make, the time. make time. That's yeah. right. But like you put in the
1: time, the rewards come.
0: That's right. right. But I've also learned that um, you know, in order to to make time, you have to sacrifice something. Because yeah. as business owners, we are we are I don't want to say busy because we've just talked about you know the facet of being busy but we are juggling a lot. Yep. So and and you know you have to you have Priorities. to work out what's a priority and and that will mean if you want to put time into that you have to pull time away from something else and I think yep. maybe that's where people you know builders might struggle or, or designers might struggle I don't have the time well, you do have the time you, you need to work out where you're wasting time and, an and get rid of that and, and and put it into the into the good stuff yeah. um, because there is there is time yeah. at the end get, of off,
1: get off Instagram <laughs> get off YouTube yeah, like, yeah. and, yeah, and look I, I must admit like I I uh, yeah I, I had time I just I, I thought that because I was so busy working through the week Saturdays and whatever that that little bit of time I did had was just for me to to waste basically, mm. but like I wish I had to put in the effort in that time because you only got to put it in for a little while, and then i'm um, like I can tell from your passion that it's what happened to you, like you put it in, and the ball just starts rolling, and before you know it it's just it's huge and like i'm I'm so passionate now about um and putting time, energy, and money into myself mm. because. Mm. The flow on effect to my business, my mm. relationship with my wife, my kids, mm. my friends, my, like, mm. family, it's it's just huge. Mm. So, I'm yeah. – like, me being a better person helps everything around me be a better person, better, mm. better outcome. Mm. So,
0: and, and you're yeah. right. It is. It is. It's definitely about investing back in your business. Like, and I think – I look – at, you know, I really struggled to get that money together for the business coach, you know, yeah. but it was worth every cent. You know, fast forward six years to what the studio is investing in now in yeah. order to achieve the growth that that, that we're achieving yeah. is, you know, it's scary at times but also I think it's – You know, you you have to you have to invest back into your business in order to generate time, or you know, build a team, or you know, and outsource. You have to you have to outsource. You can't you know you can't build your website (laughs) and run your run your business and run your social media and manage a team and pick up your son at the same time, (laughs) can you? It's (laughs) impossible. You have to be comfortable investing. You know, back into create you know more space and and um more expertise and and you know it's funny it's all the things the business coach um said to me at the time um and and she was right and and you know one of the other things she said to me was donna you you know you need to get some staff on now you know don't wait until you are stretched so thin that you you know you're about to keel over from stress and you know um exhaustion get staff on now and you know I said to her how you know like there's there's we don't have the money we don't and you know I think now you know I have a nice team and and we're we're very comfortable and it's working very well but I I I wish that I had have listened to her because I did probably with everybody everybody I've brought on the team we have really stretched ourselves to that point you know yeah until we've decided to get someone on yeah. but she was right you know you get the people on and then it's like oh okay
1: <laughs> and then you can focus on yeah. what you need to focus yes. on and you
0: yeah. think, oh, I should
1: have done that you know a year ago yeah I'm actually like uh, Donna um, we asked Donna if she'd like to have a drink while she's on the podcast so um, <laughs> we got a uh, Pinot
0: <laughs> Grigio <Grugio.
1: laughs> And it's actually going down really well. I'm enjoying it. I'm not. am not a wine drinker, but it,
0: after today, you yeah, might you've be. picked a good
1: drop there. So I, I. It's funny. We went to New Zealand a few years ago for a holiday with the kids, and um, we we did a driving trip, and we were in Rotorua, and um, the weather came in, and it was just absolutely terrible. Um, it actually, we we took the ski lifts up to the um, the top of this uh, cellar door, and, mm-hmm. and I was, was going to do some mm-hmm. mountain biking and stuff, and. We got to the top and it just come in and it was clear. It was the worst day ever and we're like, what are we going to do? So we were the only ones up there and the guy come over and he's like, oh, do you drink wine? And I said, no, nah, but the Camille will have one. And it was it was the first time, like I would tried a few wines every now and then. I hated them but we ended up spending the day there. And this guy, like he was actually teaching us about like what wines you drink with what foods mm. and stuff and ever since I, I don't mind it mine one but um that's a really good one it
0: is, it so, is it's It's um, a very nice peanut gris good choice yeah no
1: you've done well there <laughs> but um so where to from from here like you've done, you like oh obviously you've, you've set a high standard like you've come to where you are in six years where do you see uh donagala designs going
0: mm, um well we we have we do have some very exciting plans yep. uh in in the pipeline not all of which i could talk about no, that's today good. That's, fine. that's fine. <laughs> um but we do we yes we definitely have some exciting plans i think for me i'm i'm more about um uh, internal growth, I guess, rather than um, you know necessarily expanding the team or growing an empire. We do. We certainly have um, some initiatives uh, in the pipeline to extend the studio and the services that we that we offer because. Um, you know, uh, we get lots of inquiries on social media and for lots of different things. So I'm really keen to service and, yeah. and provide those additional services in, in, in a few different ways. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I, we're boutique. I, you know, I'm, I'm really keen to just keep it boutique. I have such a great team at the moment. We're just going to keep working on those projects that, that, yeah. we, that we work on. Um you know, we, we we just try to run so many a year, um, so that the team is not not overworked. Um,
1: Do you, and, um, Is is the Gold Coast like Brisbane? Is just crazy. Yes. Like is the Gold Coast yes. on fire?
0: Yes. Yes, yeah. it really is. Yes, it really is. So um, we've had two hu- huge years in the studio, uh, which has been phenomenal for us. Um, and it has facilitated, you know, some growth for us. We've we've relocated the studio. Um, we've, yeah, it, it's been great for us. At the same time, it's been two very challenging years, you know, with a shortage of, of materials and yep. um, trades and delays in, you know, furnishings yeah, and yeah. furniture items and that sort of thing as well. So um, how,
1: like, I know, obviously, I know how it's affecting me as mm-hmm. the builder, but, like, do you guys, are you guys, when you're designing things, um, making the calls and taking that into account if, if things are going to be available in whatever, three, six months when the mm-hmm. job's going ahead? Like, yes, yes. Yeah. So,
0: well, for us it's more about, I mean, we, we keep close relationships with, with the builders that we work with. So we're across, um, you know, what building materials are readily available and what's yeah. subject to delays now. Um, but for us it's more so about, you know, um, finishes that we're specifying. So, you know, tiles, tapware, yeah. um, oh, you know, board for joinery, um, yeah. hardware, that hardware sort of thing. Hardware joinery, it's, uh, yes. it's crazy. Yeah, so we're more sort of across across that. Um, again, because we're producing the conceptual design and we're still, you know, a few months away from the building works actually commencing and then, of course, it's demo and we have some more time before we can get the tiles on site, you know, because we are seeing sort of 8, 10, 12-week lead times for tiles. But, yes, we have to factor that in. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of phase one of our projects is the conceptual design and building works and then phase two is where we furnish and style the home, um, you know, completely, you know, top, top to toe yep. uh, once the renovation works are completed. So And we're also experiencing, you know, hu- huge delays there.
1: So how, mm. do you um, – you mentioned it before, education. Like mm. um, do you – are you educating the clients – on, on everything that's happening in the industry mm. and like yes. estimated timelines and all that type of thing. Yes. Because that's huge, yes. isn't it? Like I think it, it if is. you can make your clients aware of it, it takes out a lot of that. Like I hear so many stories from people in the industry that their clients got the shits and when you get the background story of it, like I the, the delivery should have come this too. week and they haven't told them anything until yeah. now yeah. instead of like, 10 weeks prior saying, oh, look, you know this order we've ordered, it's going to take 12 weeks, there might be some delays.
0: Yes, yeah. I think, yeah, it's just about communication and, and you know, what? I think probably more so for our industry because perhaps we are on the back foot before we even get started with our yeah. clients because... You know, every client has had a, a bad experience with a builder. Every client <laughs> yeah. has had a, you know, a poor experience does. with a designer. That's right. <laughs> so we're already on the on the back foot. And, yeah. and as you say, if you delved into those bad experiences, they probably all boil down to a lack of communication yeah. or not clear communication.
2: Yeah.
0: For us, you know, on every project things come up where, you know, the girls and I will say, okay, we need to make sure that is clearly communicated next project, yeah. you know, um, there's there's always things coming up. But I think now more so than ever, you know, as long as people know, you know, the majority of people know there's yeah. delays in the world right now. There's not yeah. enough containers. There's a huge demand in materials. We're amidst a renovation boom.
2: Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's,
0: Most uh, people know. It's it's just keeping people informed along the way and and I get it. Sometimes those conversations can be difficult, you know, depending on your client. You, you're going to have the client that's just goes, great, Donna, no problem, anytime's yeah. fine, and then you're going to have the other clients that go, you know what, I need this. And and you know that's not going to yep. be a comfortable conversation to have.
1: But it's but it's it's worth it, having. It is, it,
0: and and I think it's picking up the phone as well. Yep. You know, I think, um, you know, sometimes you know we have the opportunity to hide behind email, and I think, you know, some. Th- some things, certainly for us, you know, we, we know when to pick up the phone and not send an email. You can yeah. follow it through with an email, but for delays and things like yeah, that, make and, it personal.
1: And, yes, yeah. um,
0: because things are not coming in on time, and we're not delivering projects on on yep. time, and the building team's not delivering projects on time. It's no and one's fault. It's having just... all
1: that conversation and communication before work starts, yeah. because um, like with a mm-hmm. renovation, and especially if someone's mo- in, in in the current climate, like someone moves out of their house for whatever three or six months, like they yeah. got paid tens of thousands of dollars in mm, rent like, that's right they don't want to be hearing at the last minute hey um we're going to be another Actually, 10 weeks that's and right they've only signed a three-month lease like, that's right i think a lot of um I, I, I don't i'm not sure what it is but i think a lot of people probably get scared but like they'd rather just deal with the or put up with the consequences and have the conversation now whereas i'd rather get all that stuff up front be very open and honest and like the change I've seen in my business from that has been huge. Like clients mm. appreciate it there, yeah. and and we we like we turn those clients that do expect it now. Mm. When you're open and honest with them, nine yeah. times out of ten they'll go, "Oh, look, we're really glad you, you told us that." Like mm. we'll work in with you. Yeah. So um, yeah, having mm. those difficult conversations can be a real game changer to the to the the whole project. Like mm. it. Um, mm like designers and from what i've I've saw on your website like you're very involved through the build as well so yeah like you could be dealing with a client from the initial uh, inquiry i guess Mm -hmm. through to completion of the job for two years or more yes yes so it's a big relationship it
0: is yes yeah we have some of our projects yeah run over yeah many years yeah Yeah. so for clients
1: like what, what would, what's some advice you'd, you would have for clients then out there that are thinking about building or renovating? that um...
0: Get a designer. Hire <laughs> a
1: designer. Yeah. Apart from, uh, like, that's the obvious one.
0: Uh, look, it, it, you know, and, and I think it is, it is important, you know. I yep. think we would always say, I mean, you know, obviously as we said before, the, you know, the, the, the renovation budget needs to warrant engaging the right consultants.
1: Do, do you ask um, for the budget?
0: Yes, we always yeah. ask for the budget. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, and, and again, that's just a a process of communication, you know, yeah. like we say, "What is your budget?" We need to know your budget because we're about to take you on a design path, and we need to make sure we're designing in line with your budget. Yeah. If you've got um, a two hundred thousand dollars budget, but we're specifying, you know, natural stone on your kitchen or yeah. whatever it might be, you know, there's not alignment there's no there, yet. and yeah, that, that's not. It's we learnt very early on because you know sometimes people don't always want to give you their budget. Yeah. Um, but it's a deal breaker for us. We, we need to know what, oh, love what, what the budget is. I love that you yes. said that. we the same. We do make it clear we, we don't price, obviously. You know, that it's up to the building yep. team to price. But in our experience, we know the general cost of things. So yep. we know the outcome to produce, you know, on a $200,000 uh, renovation. We know the outcome that we need to produce on a $2 million project. Yep. So, um that's why we need to know the budget, and and we break it we break it up into two components. So we need a, a budget for the renovation works, and then we need a budget to furnish their home as well. If we're you know doing yep. doing phase two, so um, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> question do, I know you, you asked me last like budget. So um, yes, yeah. I thought there was a question before yeah. that. I can't remember. There probably yes. was. There probably
1: was. But, um, <laughs> the pinot grease the, kicking. The um, <laughs> like we, we've got to that point as well because if you don't have. Something to aim for, like, mm. um, I've, like the stats i don 't think they 've been redone for a while, but I know for a, for a long time there the stat was like something like eighty three percent of drawings mm. never get built Mm-mm. and non, and most Mm-mm. of that is because they're just they 're over budget yeah like, and then people so my, my theory is that like the old fashioned way someone goes to a designer they they generally might have a little bit of conversation about budget, but everyone 's scared to put it forward, mm. so they just start the process. And then they come along with import, the designer has import. Um, and before you know it, they've fallen completely in love with mm. this, these documents mm. and can't wait to build it. Mm put it out to pricing, dreams are shattered mm. and it they, doesn't get off the they don't go ahead or, or yes. then they've got to start pulling all the stuff out they wanted yeah. and by the time they get it back to something they can forward, mm. they're, they're not happy with it and they, they don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. They're disheartened, they don't like the process. So, yes.
0: So even if that um, moves ahead, it's already not built on a, on a really great foundation yeah. of trust and, and – um, you know, expectation. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: get like the budget is is huge, and and I, I get it. I I get that people would feel if they're putting a budget out there, then like they might be taken advantage of, or a builder might just price it to the budget mm. and make more money or yeah. whatever. But I, like, yeah. I don't think. Well, I don't know anyone out there that would be running a business like that. Like mm. like I said, most builders are out there to make sure they deliver great products Mm. and that's how we get more work so Mm. you get more work Mm. um
0: it's got to be realistic though as well the budget you know and and i think for us it's like definitely in the early days it was a subject that i danced around as well i didn't like talking about budget i didn't like talking about money i didn't like talking about fees um but i very quickly learned that you just deal with that all up front and you know it's all nice and clear and then that really starts to solidify a trusting relationship but you know we i yeah i have conversations with clients, new clients that come to us that say we want to renovate, I say great, what's your budget? They give me the budget and I say great, what's the scope? And you know, we, we have to say, you know, that budget is not realistic for, for what you're yeah. you're wanting to achieve. Yeah. You know? Um
1: Yeah, budget is and, nothing without a scope, is it?
0: No. So yep. you, you have to – yeah, you, it has to align, you know, and, and there's an allocation of that budget as well, isn't there, you know, because yep. part of that is going to go to consultants' fees and then part of that is yep. going into the renovation works and then part will go into the furnishing. If they want yep. us to do that at the end. So, I love
1: it. You're speaking my language. It's very good. It,
0: it, yeah. It has to be yeah. realistic. There's no point in having that conversation and you thinking, oh, I don't know if that's going to – because that never works out either. You yep. end up undercharging and not making what you should be making well, in order to make the client happy. And, yeah. But then it, it you – you end up resentful of the project, and that's not going to foster a good relationship yeah. either. Sometimes, you know, clients will say, "Well, you know what? That that's my maximum," and and I'll say, "Okay, well, that's that's fine, and that's probably yeah. not going to work, and that that that's okay, yeah. you know, yeah. um, because then it's still a great relationship, it's still a respectful relationship, and yeah. you've and, been
1: honest, yeah. you, you um, yeah. you've saved them time, you save yourself yeah. time, that's right. Do you yeah. um do you keep are you involved? Do you find out what finished projects are costing or like yes. so that you can, if someone yes. comes to you with a similar project, you can go, oh, look, this is one we did, This yes. that budget will work? Yes, always. See, I, can't, I, I think that is a – amazing like so many mm. designers don't do that really? and okay. um, yes we do and I, we always
0: we always suggest our clients have their home valued at the end of of a renovation as well yeah um which i always find really interesting so yes i i i always chat to either our clients or you know if it's it's the building team that we worked with yep. you know we can also talk to them about what the final figure was yeah um because then we know you know that was the cost of the renovation plus our fee plus yeah. any furnishings that we've we've um we've provided to them so we've sort of got a holistic cost of the project and then yeah we always suggest that our clients have their homes valued yeah. um, because that's a really great conversation to have with our clients at the end also like once <laughs> that they can see that the, you know the, yeah. the value the I mean value, value means different yeah. things to different people but yeah. you know in terms of the financial value and uh, you know in the capital that that can be gained from a really well-designed home and and you know well-executed workmanship yeah. um, that really helps to solidify a relationship as well because you know yeah. then your clients are going wow that was worth every cent you yeah. know in everybody that we invested in to, to bring that project together but yeah. I'm, al- yeah I'm also very curious I love to know I'm very interested to know you know how much things cost and versus how much value they can, yeah, they
1: can I I, just, I think it's a no-brainer like it absolutely amazes me like I, I like. I just think that is so good. Like because for, for you now, like when a client comes to you and says, "This is my scope. This is my budget," mm. you can make a very educated decision mm. to go, "Oh, look, yeah, look, that budget's probably not going to quite mm. cut it." This is yes. another project we did here; it costs yes. this much. Yeah, and yeah. I, like I, I think building businesses have so much data that gets wasted. Like mm. no one does anything with it. And mm. um, like so, you can we we find in these situations like. When you've got that data and you can, you're educated on it, mm. and you can give the client an educated mm. answer. That's right. A lot of the time, they'll say, "Oh, look, we can actually bring our budget up. We didn't realise it was going to cost that much." That's right. And so then you can deliver them a fantastic project. That's right. So um, yeah, or, yeah.
0: Or, or sometimes it can even be, you know, clients might say to us, "Okay, well, actually, we didn't realise, you know, that that's where we needed to be. Mm. So you know what." give us some time or, or, you know, I'll say to them, um, you know, rather than not engaging us and going into this project, you know, half-heartedly or trying to drive it forward yourself, which is always challenging, um, why don't you give it some time, you know, and get to here to where you need to be and then come back and let's work together and deliver this really great, outcome um because that added investment you know in the design team and the building team will generate far more than the than the investment so yeah sometimes it's just about educating them you know about the the value in that and that it's not always about you know maybe just cutting corners and doing it yourself then you won't they won't generate the value that engaging you know professionals for, for your project will, will yeah. generate yeah, yeah Again, so it's about cool. communication really isn't it it's, it's just chatting it through
1: it's all about communication mm. like that mm. communication education mm. successful project mm. like that's mm. so mm. um like you've given so much value today that is fantastic so just very quickly, tell what do you do to get away? Like you're obviously very busy. You run a successful business. You, you love your wine. Um, what, what do you What do you do to switch that's off? That's
0: my vice. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I drink wine. Um, well, what's I mean, your break Yeah, yeah. Well, we can't go very far these days. Um, I mean, we. I love to. We love to get away as a family. Yep. Um, at the moment, we just try to do weekends away because that's about all all we can do. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I just you know I I, I train. Um, so I beach, try to keep bush, fit. Right. No, definitely we're definitely a beach family.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, we prefer the coastline to to the bush. Um, <laughs> but you know what? Yeah, just I just love just family time yeah. and um, yeah, just weekends away. You know, long Chilling weekends out. away. I can't wait to get on a plane again now when everything opens up again. Yeah. You know, What's your favourite destination? Out of there. Um, Well, we love the coast, so. Um, Oh gosh. Well, having said that, New York's probably the um, my favourite yeah. holiday destination ever. Um, Do you think I've every designer would once. say that? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I went there in my twenties with the boy I was dating at the time. We probably saw the more more inside of the bars than you know anything yeah. anything else. But um, I would have a very different um, holiday if I went back now. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. You know, we just we just get away, you know, where we can. My my husband also runs a very very busy business so um yes downtime is is important in our house not much of it but yes we grab it where we can yeah no Mm. that's
1: awesome look i really appreciate your time here today um i think you've given incredible value to our um to our listeners and uh I really think that they'll be able to take that take away from today a few notes and make some big big changes to their businesses and their lives. So, um, oh, so, really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for your time. My and um, if anyone wants a, a incredible designer on the Gold Coast, make sure you uh, check Donna out. <laughs> Hey guys, if you're missing going fishing on your weekend, spending time with your family and friends, or just feel like you can't get the time to do your quoting and estimating, you need to check out Quoteease. You see, my wife and I created Quoteease because we know how important it is to provide detailed proposals to your clients, but we also know how time consuming, frustrating, and nine times out of ten, it can be the last thing that you want to be doing in your business. Quoties makes it absolutely simple, easy for anybody to be able to provide very detailed quotes and proposals, do color-coded takeoffs, provide your clients with quality information so that you can win more projects. If you're a builder or you run a trades-based business, you cannot afford to take advantage of QuoteEase's free trial. So head over to QuoteEase.com now and check out our website or go to our socials and sign up to our free trial so you can get back to doing the things that you enjoy doing.